Support for this IPR podcast comes from Iowa Community Foundations, an initiative of the Iowa Council of Foundations, connecting donors to causes they care about. Details on the Endow Iowa Tax Credit Program at communityfoundations.org. Today is Thursday. It is the 18th of August. This is here first from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. A Polk County judge has scheduled a hearing for October 28th on the governor's push to reinstate Iowa's fetal heartbeat abortion ban. Governor Kim Reynolds signed a law in 2018 that banned most abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected, which can be as early as six weeks of pregnancy. A court order blocked the law from taking effect. Her lawyers are asking a judge to let the law take effect now that the U.S. Supreme Court and Iowa Supreme Court have opened the door to more abortion restrictions. Abortions are currently legal in Iowa, up to 20 weeks of pregnancy. Planned Parenthood and the ACLU of Iowa have recently said they're focusing on fighting the fetal heartbeat abortion ban in court. A few Democrats took turns on the Des Moines Register's political soapbox at the Iowa State Fair yesterday, like Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller, who pointed to his nearly 40 years of experience working for Iowans as grounds for an 11th term, IPR's Zachary Oren-Smith reports on his trip to the fair yesterday. Democratic Attorney General Tom Miller says that when he first got elected, he was the sole statewide Democrat. Republicans had just taken the House and Senate, and Miller said he made a decision about how his office would run. We, we concluded that the best policy was the best politics. The best service was the best politics. So that we were going to try and do as good a job as we could and hope that the politics worked out. Miller pointed to his recent work like a $450 million agreement with a drug maker for its role in the opioid crisis and the forgiveness of $15.7 million in student loan debt for 900 Iowan students who were in debt to for-profit ITT Technical Institute. He made his comments yesterday on the Des Moines Register's political soapbox at the state fair. His Republican challenger, Brianna Byrd, spoke last Saturday. U.S. Representative Cindy Axney was also at the Iowa State Fair yesterday. She promoted the Inflation Reduction Act to voters the day after it was signed by President Joe Biden. IPR's Grant Gerlock has more on her fair visit. The Democrat from Iowa's 3rd District highlighted new spending in the law aimed at reducing greenhouse emissions and investing in renewable energy sources. Speaking at the Des Moines Register political soapbox, Axney also touted a provision that caps the cost of insulin for people in Medicare. We have made it such that insulin will be no more than $35 a month because I'm tired of seeing hardworking Iowans who are trying to live a retirement of dignity struggle to keep their lights on and play for pay for their diabetes insulin. And it's time we change that. So we've done that, folks. Axney was the only delegation member to vote for the Inflation Reduction Act. She's running for re-election against State Senator Zach Nunn, a Republican from Bondurant. Meanwhile, Democrat Christina Bohannon contrasted the Democrats' recent momentum in Congress with her opponent's record. She says Republican Representative Marionette Miller-Meeks did not support an investment in domestic advanced manufacturing, didn't support the federal government negotiating for lower prescription drug prices, and she did not support $280 billion in spending to treat veterans with health problems following burn pit exposure. You know, the thing is, when I go all, all over and I talk to people, Democrat, Independent, a lot of Republicans, they know what we need to do. We all agree on a lot of what we need to do. The problem is that politics are getting in our way. Bohannon also says she'd like to see Iowa invest more heavily in education at all levels. Congresswoman Miller-Meeks did not sign up to speak at the soapbox. 
And federal officials report a drop in the number of Iowans hospitalized to have tested positive for COVID-19. 244 Iowans are hospitalized with the virus. That's a drop from 323 last week. That's as state officials say the number of reported positive COVID tests have also decreased. This is Here First. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.